2: And uh, the morning after yep. continues on the uh, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am uh, Gabriel Moretz. Thrown throwing it down in Midtown uh, Manhattan. Joe Ranieri in uh, Florida. The Final Four uh, is set. The baseball season is off and running. Countdown to WrestleMania uh, mm. as well. And um, you know what, Joe? I think later in the week, uh, we'll get a uh, WrestleMania expert on to break down uh, the odds, the props, Mm. Um and uh, see if we can uh, beat the book uh, next uh, Sunday night at uh, MetLife Stadium. And I'll tell you what, the, the weather better get a hell of a lot better, man. Otherwise, it's going to be a cold ass WrestleMania.
3: Yeah, what is, it's just a, like it was? I heard there was snow in, in Buffalo, and it's like, what the hell's going on up over? It's April.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, fortunately, there's no snow in New York City, but yeah, I know it's snowing. It was snowing in, uh, in in Buffalo. It's snowing across across uh, the East Coast. Uh, for the most uh, part, but, Damn. you know, this is um, it's it's the uh, it's last call, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, spring's got to get here eventually. And let's be real. Remember last year, there were a ton of baseball games that were snowed out and, and yes. uh, frozen out and stuff. Yeah. So I guess it's just sort of par for the course. The weather's unpredictable, man.
3: Mm-hmm. The-, the Yankees didn't look too cold. I mean, well, they sucked. Maybe that's the the reason why they lost two out of three to uh, to Baltimore.
2: Yeah, you know what? It was raining yesterday, I guess, right? That game was delayed and,
3: for hours
2: and, and, uh, and yeah. on and off. Yeah, Baltimore, what? They took two or three mm-hmm. uh, Baltimore. And this is something that we talked about last week, guys, when, when baseball was starting. we said you can, you got to bet on bad teams. You're going to go both yes. betting on favorites. And, you know, what did I say? I said, last year, you look at, like, the Cleveland Indians. They were, like, 14 games over 500, and they were, like, minus 600 bucks if you bet them every day. Like, you know, we don't care about the standings. Like we always talk about, like they say uh, in Vegas, and I believe Jake Cordy. I didn't. Uh, I don't have the line uh, copy written. The Westgate does, in which it's a uh, good teams uh, win, great teams cover. So, yeah, we can look at the standings, but the standings are really irrelevant to us. That are you know, betting baseball on a daily basis. It's all about the units. Who's mm-hmm. the most profitable team? Because the team with the best record isn't always the most profitable team. And so far uh, this year, uh, the two most profitable teams are two teams that people pretty much thought were going to be the worst teams in baseball. Now, Seattle are 5-1 on the season. Mm-hmm. Incredibly impressive start for the Mariners. Um, they're plus 595 uh, as far as units. So if you're betting 100 bucks a game, you're up $595 already um, oh. with the uh, the Seattle Mariners. But here they are, the Baltimore Orioles. They're two and one Joe. Yeah. Plus 501. You're up five units by winning two damn games.
3: Mm-hmm. That's it. Keep you're an up. eye on the Marlins, too. They, apparently they don't want to lose either. Yeah, the Marlins
2: units right now. Uh you're up uh, you're up 59 bucks. Yeah. Not too bad. Well, not good. Yeah, you're you up, you're up. You know, me and me and Cam do the market watch on a weekly basis, but we'll keep people up to date with this. So just for the record, yeah. The most profitable team in baseball uh, right now has been Seattle, but they played six games, so a little bit unfair. But they're up uh, five ninety five, so you're up five hundred ninety five dollars if you bet every Mariners game. Um, you're up five hundred and one dollars if just you've t- you took the uh, the Orioles in every game so far. Mm. Uh, the biggest money burners, the New York Yankees. Oh yeah, you're down five hundred and eighty bucks. That's been steep. Boston Red Sox, torching money like uh, Willie Nelson going through uh, zigzags. Uh, they're down $395. So you're basically down $1,000 if you bet the, uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox in every game, which, as we told you, if you bet on the best teams in baseball on a daily basis, you're going to go broke. Yep. Like they can't win enough to match the, the odds that they lay. You're laying minus 270 and minus 300 against these really bad teams. You lose one game, you're screwed. You're down three units. <laughs> yeah, you know, like what are we talk about. Like, look, if you bet on the Yankees, you were down. Boom, you just lost like nearly six units betting on three stupid baseball games. And uh, they're not going to win every day. It is. It is what it is. Right. It was a nice run with the Strohs. Uh Rough night last night. Uh, New York Red Bulls were up two one. There was a uh, there was a soft penalty kick. Whatever, soft penalty kick. It is what it is. It was justifiable, but the ball. It wasn't deliberate, Cam. Like, the ball hit the arm of the guy of the Red Bulls in the box. They called uh, penalty. Next thing you know, the game said 2-2. Rough night last night. The only game I didn't uh, I didn't lose was the game that somehow was postponed between the Angels and the Twins.
4: Yeah, Angels and Twins, gave, uh postponed. They're going back at it. That game goes off in one minute. So, if you want me to input, we can do some live action yeah seven four oh seven start same pitchers
2: javi and perez now uh, i think i'll pass on the inputting on pass. this one he's passing the, the <laughs> pass hopefully hopefully i have like a twenty dollar free roll or something like
4: uh that. i actually put in your 20 I, I put it in before before your success and you took it out so as your inputter i'm always looking looking out for your best needs that helped him with the draw but you did get the void bet so i know you at least got $25
2: in there for something magical tonight. Twins game, Boyd. Yeah. yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm due for another one. Like they, yeah. uh, I'm due for another one. When you get a chance, log your, in. I'll, I'll yeah, check during should, the break. I'll check during check the, break. check the messages. There should be another $20 free roll in there. I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, <laughs> hope, hope. hope is eternal, buddy. Just keep on hoping for a free roll. Whatever. Either way, I just, I'll just lay it down. We're going to talk. You know, do we lay it down on the Raptors in the series? But. Listen, if the Raptors are going to win the series, they need to win two of the next three games. So in other words, man, whatever, I'm just going to be betting on the Raptors in the next three games. I took
4: the points. Uh, You're giving me seven points in a team with confidence. Will Will Milwaukee go out and deliver? Sure. They could win this game by 15 points. I think it's an inflated number. It's funny. The Raptors are at home and they're getting three points. Yet when Milwaukee's at home, they're
2: laying seven or 10 point difference. I think it's ridiculous. I'll take the points. You know what? I brought this up earlier with Ranieri. And, you know, generally the odds makers are right, Cap. I mean, generally the computer is right. Yep. And it's few and far between when it's, like, kind of off. Or we should say the power rankings are off. Yep. But think, think, back to, um, think back to Oklahoma City and Portland. Similar situation in which Oklahoma City were road favorites all the time. Oklahoma City would be like eight-point home home favorites, but on the road, the games are like a pick 'em. And Portland won the series in like five games. The power rankings were wrong. I think. All right, game time decision. Penny Page, radio fantasy sports, our radio network, our boy Yang, just uh, working on the phone. Uh, we'll get uh, Will Capper on in a couple of minutes at a time. As you can see, it's a, a rainy, hazy day uh, behind us uh, here in New York, and it really wasn't, actually. Man, I think I could have sworn it was sunny a couple hours ago, but um, it is what it is, and what it is is a Thursday, uh, Thursday afternoon. The countdown is on Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee uh, Bucks. And, of course, the Stanley Cup uh, final, not finals, but final, um, starts on uh, Monday. Kelly Chase uh, will join us uh, today. Hey, oh, Kelly. Nice. Kelly Chase. Dan? Love Kelly Chase. Great two-way
4: game. Pound for pound, too. Kelly Chase was one of those guys good defensively. He could punch you in
2: the face. Great team guy, too. Love Kelly Chase. Now, Kelly Chase is now the uh, radio analyst. Good for, uh, good of, for him. On the good for it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So guys guys been around the blues organization uh for for a while. Yeah. And um uh, you know, we get some insight uh for, from Kelly about the St. Louis Blues and this series. And um Kelly Chase. Where do you know where Kelly Chase is from, Ken? I think he's gonna be he, from Boston. Kelly Chase, not from Boston.
4: Kelly Chase.
2: Okay. Uh good call.
4: Uh Kelly Chase. Oshawa. Uh,
2: he's from uh He's from Porcupine Plains. Oh, Porcupine Plains. Wow,
4: that's way the hell up there, man. That is Booneyville. Porcupine Saskatchewan. Plains. Saskatchewan. I guess it's yeah. like uh, that. it's
2: Boonies like the native of, territory. Wow. Yeah. Porcupine plains. Crazy, yeah, por- Gabe. Porculi- porcupine Plain. What a handle. <laughs> Where are you from? I know that's porcupine. <laughs> porcupine Plain. What?
4: That sounds made up. No, I'm from Porcupine Plain. <laughs> that's great.
2: Now this, this is what's crazy, and I didn't know this, like uh, about him, and you know these interviews, Cam. You only have a couple of minutes and stuff, right? True. Yeah, True. and it's funny because. He joined us in the segment, and then Sean told me, oh, his cell phone connection is terrible. And you remember yesterday and all week, I've been making a, uh, yeah. a, a big I making a, noise.
4: I have a few things to go on the list today, too, but we'll get to that at the next break.
2: Yeah, so I was like, come on, guys. Like, If the if the guest phone sucks, just don't put them on. Yes. Right? So I get the old uh, game. Listen, Kelly Chase's phone is really bad. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, boy, really? And I'm like, how bad? They're like, well, oh, it's coming in and out. They're like, uh, he's, he's in a car or something.
4: Kind of like Garner's yesterday.
2: In and yeah, out. And I'm like, smooth. So it's like, uh... yeah, 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 you know. I was like, all right, put him on. Let's go. Let's see what happens. And it was clear as hell. Good. No no, no cell phone problems. But he played for the Humboldt Broncos game in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Wow. He's a Didn't Humboldt Bronco. Either. Yeah. That's unbelievable. What a story. Yeah, because yeah, I saw on his Twitter that he had the Broncos logo. I thought he was, hey, he's from Saskatchewan. He's just showing some Swift, love. No, I didn't realize also he played a play for the Current freaking Broncos. Humboldt Broncos. Bronco, yeah. Could have been Swift Current. Right. He played for the Humble Broncos in 1987. Before uh, before he, he made it to this, uh Saskatoon Blades.
4: Oh, he played for the Blades. Wendell Clark's old team. Yeah, rivals of Swift Current. Broncos versus Blades.
2: Chase played a tough physical game and earned him a reputation as an enforcer. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, he's one of the best too. No,
4: Chase
1: racked
2: was, up, good player. He racked good up player. a ton of minutes with the Saskatoon uh Saskatoon Blades. Also Kelly Chase, another one of the uh one of the, the tough guys Cam. Do you remember the T V show? Battle of the Blades. Yep. <laughs> yep, I remember. I remember <laughs> I'd like to see you on Battle of the Blades. That'd be great.
4: I'd yeah. like you and me,
2: like basically like, guys. Bat, Battle of the Blades, guys. It's like uh, it's like uh, Dancing with the Stars knockoff. Yeah, but on, on ice, on ice. So <laughs> basically, it's actually pretty funny. Like they take so they take like a figure skater. So you get like some chick figure skater, Olympic figure skater, and you pair up with her. Yeah, I mean? You got to learn a routine with her and stuff. And it's like Kelly Chase versus Donald Brashear or something. <laughs> like, it's you know, like Goons, Donald Goons. Brashear's like twirling this shit in the air. <laughs> He's all like, whoa, hey, hey. Like, and they try to find, you know, tough guy people that you wouldn't expect to do it. Like I said, like Donald Brashear was at Kelly Chase. Who else has been on that show? Like, a lot of tough
0: guys.
4: Yep. Lindros, I think Lindros might have been on it. Basically what they do, yeah. Like if you're a tough physical player, they get you get on uh, that show. And another thing is. Gabe, you you interview a lot of people. You talk to figure skaters. It's really really hard. Like, and the hockey players will tell you afterward. Oh. A lot of the guys power skating. Like, they got so much respect for the 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 female figure skaters. Like, I remember Elvis Stoiko, even the man figure skater. Man, that guy used to. Uh, well, let me you ask, know,
2: ask you because everyone's thinking it right now. That's tuning in, no doubt. Yep. Is it true? Did yes. Elvis Stoiko yes.
4: knock Eric yes.
2: Lindros yes. Yes.
4: out? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, and more yes. It is true. I've been told by another person who used to play in the NHL. I don't like to let cats out of bags, but I asked that question a long time ago and they said, yeah, Lindros, but he was, I think he was drunk and lippy and Stoico wasn't lit up yet. And it probably hit him in the right spot. I think it's a true story. I've been told it's true, but that guy would have been lying to me if he didn't say it. He said, it's
2: true. I heard, I heard Stoico kick him in the face. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, like, apparently Stoico like knows karate, like too. karate. Yeah. Yeah. Basically yeah, just yeah, said, like, yeah, Eric, let's go. And basically cracked him in the yeah. face. And yeah, same yeah. thing. I've heard it's true too. I've heard. Nah, it's not like he knocked him out cold, but basically Lindros was chirping, and uh, Stoiko cracked him in the in the head, and uh, Lindros wasn't chirping anymore too much after.
4: <laughs> I only have very few claim to fames in my life, but I played an <laughs> exhibition game against Brett Lindros and like lined him up and smoked him. Like he like did? it was one of, it was one of the proudest moments I've ever had in my life. It was great. He, he played for Brett the Entra. Islanders. Yeah, that was when we were younger. It was like when body contact. He was big. He just had his head down. And I just wanted to do one thing right, and that's the one thing I did well. And I've I've been beat up by the best, as as you know.
2: <laughs> I wish I could tell you I stopped Brett Gretzky on a on a yeah. uh, breakaway, but I never yeah, did.
4: That, that's all I've done. Like I, I played against Jeff O'Neill; he had like twelve points in the game. And and I and another thing, I, I refereed like uh, Jason Spezza and all those guys when they were in Timbits League. They were like we had to change the league for Jason Spezza. He used to get 15 goals a game, and I went up to the convener. I go, these other kids are getting heartbroken. Like, you got to put them up a level, and they did.
2: I uh, I used to be one of those people, Cam. Like, when I was I was a kid, I remember my grandfather was watching figure skating on TV. <laughs> and Basically, it was like, a pile of crap this is, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, he basically told me, he goes, yeah, I'd like to see you skate with those skates on. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah. And then, and, then he, and then he goes he goes, i like to see you like uh, you know, put your partner in the air like that. I was like, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, and I hate to say it, but you know, I said some things were pretty pretty politically incorrect at the time, Camp.
4: You know what I mean? It's understandable. I used to think the same way. Like when you're young, it's just hockey, like, you know, you think, what's the way of putting? Are, you thought are, are, li- yeah,
2: they're it light on the loafers. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. I was it gonna was, say like, light like, on the loafers. Low yeah. Berries would have been my probably B column answer.
2: Yeah, like yes. even in school, remember, like there was always that guy what's that "Yeah, like, that, yeah." Oh, you're in a figure oh You're a figure skater. Like, yeah, like he'd yeah. have the jacket with the rhinestones, like that he used with a B-dazzler. It's like, yeah, but this then, guy doesn't play hockey. He figure skates then, okay, You realize the figure skater dude in the school? He's hanging with the hottest chicks. Exactly. You're
1: like, like what's you this guys, guy up to?
4: Yeah, you go to your yeah, hockey, hockey out with the stoners on the <laughs> back end. I yeah, like you're you know what I mean? <laughs> so true you're hanging out with the stoners on the school roof you're like hey look at tommy's with their oh my god the chicks love him because they can tell him stuff right he's not gonna hit on him yeah yeah, those yeah finger i remember skaters. you
2: same thing i'm like man that figure skating dude he knows all the chicks and they're like yeah he practices with them every day you idiot exactly <laughs> but, but it is true i've gained a lot of respect and it's true it's and over over the years i see it doesn't mean i want to do it no and um I'm still not into like male solo figure skating. God, no, no. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't. No ice, I got no
4: problem with ice pairs, but I prefer no, women. No. Women figure skaters, though. When you look at them, they have like the nicest, like the way they're put up. Oh, beautiful, beautiful shapes. Nice, nice <laughs>
2: legs. Uh, very, very
4: fast. Both skaters.
2: Game type decision. Red heat and rage at radio. I always thought that Jamie sale chick was annoying though. Don't, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll break it down. Figure skating. Add more. a type division. All right, game time decisions. That heat he range, our radio is starting to clear up a little bit here in New York uh, right now. Uh, Whale Capper is uh, hes too far out at sea right now, Cap. Yeah. He's, there's he's, a, There's been a shift he's in he's the universe, the Gabe.
4: There's yeah, been a shift. When those plates, remember, when you're dealing with earthquakes, when he starts to see the plates get a little bit too
2: close with, with atmospheric moves, he's got to be out there. He's got yeah, a like- pretty important job. He looked like earthquakes uh, going on in California today, or something like that. Because normally Will Capper, he picks up. He's very reliable. Like I swear to God, like in the last year here, there was one time he didn't join us, and he actually sent me a message yep. stating, "I'm going to be on a plane. I can't do it." Yeah. Um. So I assume he's probably got something going on right now, Cam. Right? Yeah. Like you say, yeah. probably monitoring the board. He's like, I can't answer the phone now.
4: It's kind of like forest fires. I'm thinking with his line of work, Gabe. You know how they have different color zones. You have the green. That's fine. He can come on. Then it goes to yellow. He's got to be aware, kind of on call. Then you get the dark hue of orange, and then when it goes red, uh-oh, we have a problem. So I think they have some kind of probably system with the earthquakes when it's a little bit past, like really, really good. He's got to probably like, uh, I don't think there's we're in danger territory yet, but he's got to be there probably to monitor what's going on.
2: You get my drift? So we're talking about uh, about figure skating hockey just uh, here briefly, and Started with the Eric Lindros stuff, and that's how it started too. I mean, basically, basically, Lindros told Stoiko, "You and your pretty boys are a little light in the loafers, right?" Yeah,
4: yeah, light in
2: and the loafers. yeah. I guess they went back and forth a little bit. I think they lived near each other, like in, in out there, and like yeah, uh, they do. Muskoka, Stoico's, yeah, I think it was Muskoka yeah. area. Yeah,
4: Stoiko, yeah. was an Olympian. He had money. The Lindros obviously was rich, so. Uh, you know those million-dollar Muskoka cabins? They probably got together at the same bar. That's the one thing about that area. There's a lot of like <laughs> yeah. hockey players. Like that's where rich oh, yeah, Canadians yeah, yeah. go to cottage, right? So yeah, a lot yeah. of them. If there's a problem with a guy you have, it's a it's a small world. You're not in Toronto or New York, right? There's a few uh, people there at the bar, and things Never get stupid. heard of this
2: resort out there, Cam. I stayed there before. You're right. I've been there once in my life only. Uh, Deer the Deerhurst, Dan or the oh, yeah.
4: Oh Deerhurst, it's one of, of uh, it's so world funny class. you mentioned that.
2: Oh, not just world
4: class, Deerhurst. When we were when the PGA Championship was on, they had commercials. Uh, Deerhurst is probably one of the best golf facilities. They have four yeah. five star restaurants, Michelin chefs, and uh, a, a lot of PGA Tour players from the states and Canada went there to like like revamp the course. It is like literally where millionaires go. You stayed there? Congratulations.
2: Yeah, yeah. My ex girlfriend had passed away. Um, um, when she was younger. She was like a a waitress there in the restaurant. Oh, nice, nice, nice. uh, Yeah, pretty crazy. You know who the, uh, so she was a waitress in the restaurant. Do you know who the unknown musician slash singer was on the property at the time, Shania Twain?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, right before big Shania Twain, before she got big, yeah, like she was sort of on the scene. She was good, and then she got. She used to do like Deerhurst Inn events type thing. Yeah, she was there, like one of the well. res, resident performers. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I've been out there to Muskoka, and that's it. It's like rich cottage country it's where all the, the basically NHL players in the off season are in two places in Canada: Kelowna, British Columbia. Yep. Out and west. Muskoka. And if you're if you're an Easterner, you go to Muskoka. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then. It'd be the like the traffic. It's just all NHL guys. Peep, <laughs> peep. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. How, how you doing, PK? Peep, peep. <laughs> it's, like, it's just all NHL players up there. The old timers, too, they didn't make as much
4: money. So they're in my parents where they used to go into like Minden and Carnarvon, like the Halliburton areas, like Muskoka <laughs> Jr. That's where like I was in a war co- canoe with Basil McCrae and those other guys. It's funny. Like a lot of the old timers are in that area. And then all the rich young guys are like in Muskoka. It's funny, my buddy Slim, who I tell you about, he's a as a landscaper. He did a lot of work for a lot of the L.A. Kings were up there. I think like Jeff Carter and all those guys. I think they have like a party uh, chalet up there. Anyway, my buddy did some landscaping, and he played lacrosse with a couple of those guys, too. So they're all buddies. They work for them. They paid him tons of money, and they partied together. So, yeah, I got a lot of stories. Those old, old L.A. Kings, they like to party.
2: This is, this is why you can remember everything due to sports. The last time the Cleveland Browns played a playoff game is that's when I was there, Cam. Nice. <laughs> think about that. Well, I guess I'm thinking it was two, it. 2002? That's, uh, yeah, yeah. I think wow. it was. It was years. Butch Davis. I remember. Yeah, it was the day the Pittsburgh Steelers played the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs. Kelly Holcomb? Yeah, I went to, uh, I remember I went. I didn't want to leave. <laughs> like, it was like It was like the third quarter or something like that. And, uh, um, I listened to the last part on the radio. I think I remember getting there, whatever. Here, here yeah. on the radio, sort of winter time going up there. But so yeah, I was gonna say though. So these figure skaters, like honestly, like I couldn't. Like I would imagine, like uh, imagine trying to like pick up Isabelle Bouchard yeah. and skate and like have her on one hand cam and like you know do like. Like buddy, she wouldn't be my... severely hurt. Like I would fall. We'd yeah. crumble down. She'd fall oh, we'd face be... first yeah. and break her neck. You
4: know? I'd kill her. I'd kill her. I told you, I I, I can't even wait her, right? I serve soup into that kid's afro. What am I gonna do with a live woman with sharp knives on her skates going around and around and around? I'll drop her on her face and then and then we're dead. Another thing is too, man, like you talk about it, it's hard. Like I don't think people understand when you're doing a triple axel and stuff, how hard it is. Skates aren't light either. To carry your own body weight to land it, I would consider figure skating. Like, guys who play hockey, you see them try to figure skate, and they suck at it for a while. They, they can skate, but they can't get the nuances, the spins, uh, no, exactly. the pick, all those little things, man. I got, lot, I got a lot of respect
2: for it. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. I skated in figure skates uh, before. Um, our, coach, uh, our coach made us do it. Nice. <laughs> because basically it was harder. It you is. Know what I mean? So he wanted to say he was like, "All right, guys. One thing that was an advantage for me a little bit, Cam, with with the uh, with figure skates, is uh, I was used to skating in goalie skates. Yes, and goalie skates are harder to skate in than regular skates. For sure, they are. Yeah. Like people don't realize this. Like the best skater on the team is supposed to be the goalie. It's as true. crazy. As that
4: Every goalie. Like, they, yeah. Should play forward like we we always had a te- we had a time where like I, I remember You're one right. time our goalie he actually had a freakout session Gabe when I played we were in uh, uh, AAA level he couldn't stop the puck anymore he had the yips we put him out we uh, he was it's so funny because he played forward when he was younger and he was a wicked forward I'm like why are you our goalie like our backup became our goalie he was way better I'm like God I wish we knew this before God, was wasted a lot because-
2: of time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I played, and I used to tell uh, my grandfather, "Oh, the goalie has to be the best skater on the team." And I think the goalie doesn't skate. He's so right. I, hate, I was like, "The goalie doesn't skate." And when I was a kid, I never really got it, and then I realized, man, you got to be good on your feet. Like you've really—it's not about skating, but it's about like sort of—it's like being on your feet, literally. Balance, when you're on skate. balance, balance the secondary back and forth, and etc.
4: Yeah, and you have to go off that pivot, Gabe. Like, you know when a guy is trying to wrap around on you? You got to be, like, quick to
2: get the side to side. You got to be real smooth. So I remember we played – we were playing, like, a tournament-type thing. And I never – I was never, like – I always liked playing goalie and stuff. But it was one of these deals where I was like, man, it's a meaningless game and stuff. So I told the coach, listen, I want to play forward. For uh, you know, I want to play forward uh, this weekend. So he's like, "All right, one of the games, one of the two games." So I played goalie the first day we won, whatever. And then the Sunday I was, uh, I played forward and same thing, Cam. I swear to God, bro, like I was like flying past people because I was used to like having goalie gear on and everything, and goalie skates. So I had regular skates. I was really flying past people, but I was a little raw and all over the place there. I actually scored. Actually, one of the thrills. I scored on a breakaway. <laughs> Feels nice. And, and, of course, in typical hockey fashion, I got mocked when I got back to the bench. Uh, did you get a penalty uh, after you did that? Because that's what usually happens to me, buddy.
4: What, yeah, excessive yeah, no, celebration, Yang?
2: Settle down, Yang. I, don't, man, I, don't. I was just
4: wondering if he had some excessive score celebration,
2: first, man. Yeah. It sounds like uh, it was saying the story of his first goal, man. I'm over here no, about am no, my
4: hands in the air for him.
2: No, no, no. You celebrate after first downs. That's what I said. You're uh, like the modern guy. First down. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha, buddy. (laughs) What? Yeah. What's
4: (laughs) Gabe, you have a way like of loving Yang, but really putting him in his place sometimes, right? Like when he's feeling good, you could just give him that little jab just to kind of kinda keep you know what you do? You're a good you're a good coach, Brent, so you keep him on his toes. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Settle down,
0: Yang. Settle down. Settle down, Yang. Yang.
4: Settle down, Yang.
2: It's funny. As I get older, I realize that you're right, Cam. And it's funny because I know a kid that played. Uh, my buddy he wasn't a good friend of mine, but I knew him, and uh, he was a good friend of a friend of mine. And he played for the Texas Longhorns. Wow! And yeah, he didn't play much. Like he 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 played though, and yeah. um, he returned a uh, he returned like a punt for a touchdown. <laughs> All right, nice I think it's like Kansas State type thing and. You know, like not just like against, you know, whatever, Howard, you know what I mean? But it was like a real yeah. part to real touchdown stuff. And he blazed down the sidelines, man. And everyone, you know, like when the, everyone the assistants are running out and everyone's jumping yeah. on him and hitting his helmet yeah. helmet, blah blah blah. And he's like hopping. He says, Man, I was skipping down the sidelines and like after and he says, Mac Brown just looks over at him and goes, You're not so fast. <laughs>
4: Gotta love Mac Brown. Yeah, yeah like,
2: like, come on, coach. You just scored a touchdown school. for you, right? Yeah, exactly. Mac Brown looks over. You're not so fast. Yeah, you know I mean, like, as the kid, it's all cocky. Like, especially Mac Brown telling him, "Settle down. Go sit down. All right. You scored a touchdown. Yeah. Like,
4: you know what exactly. I mean? exactly. Be like Barry Sanders. Just hand the ref the ball. No need for a celebration. Act like you've been there before. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Michigan. It's actually good does. advice for those kids. It's Good advice. Michigan game. does that. Yeah. Funny that kid pitching for uh the Jays today. Uh he was uh he was the Michigan backup quarterback, the Chad Henney, right? You know who's pitching today, Gabe? Uh the lefty. What was his name again? I will remember it. Um damn it. You know you know him. He just came back to the league uh from uh used to pitch for the pod race too. Uh I'll figure it out. Hold on. Backup quarterback with Michigan. Yeah. Clayton Richard. Clayton Richard. Clayton
2: Richard. Okay, yeah guys the backup quarterback for the Michigan Wolverine. Okay, yeah, back up, backup. What was he? Third back strength? Up. Fourth strength? Backup. Same type decisions continues.
4: Victory as you swing for the fences, playing daily fantasy baseball, use the eighth lineup optimizer to win a million bucks in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament. And become part of the growing community of won thousands and thousands. of strong. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY. Get a special 10% discount today. And the music is rocking today, Gabriel.
2: Yeah, it was uh, overwhelming uh, there for a second. More It's just rocking. I, I wonder what's going on. It's like the music's going. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, uh, game time decisions uh, continues. Yes, yes. It's a music and a Skype thing. Actually, we've been through this before. Today but, it's really uh,
4: effective. It's it seems louder than usual because when you're on the when you're on the o- intro, you're screaming and I can't hear you over the music. And then the music is like excessively loud, but our voices are lower, so we're yelling. So usually you find the that good
2: ground. Yeah, but the thing is we need to not talk over the music. It's not our fault, but like we both need to remember. Like basically Yang needs you need to move the, the music out faster, Yang. Basically you can't talk over the music. It gets like there's something happens. I don't know what it is. It shouldn't, but it does. I brought this up in the past. It's another thing that we'll have to put on the wall. So Memorial Day weekend this weekend. Maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to spend a weekend putting the list together, actually. You know, I actually walked in, and um, I, I noticed that uh, when we started the show, because uh, whatever's going on or anything that's happening, I don't
4: know until, like, we actually go going live. So, like, during the time of the show, I've been trying to work on that, trying to, you know, situate that, because right now I'm working on another track on the soundboard just so we can yep. have sound, so. Oh, good, buddy. All right, Yang. Yeah. Okay.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like
4: gang's on top of it? So, Gabe, that's so basically the principle is this. All the people at the station, Memorial Day, will be at barbecues getting wasted, and you're going to come up with <clears throat> attention, attention, details, get yeah. better, music, voices, mics on, mics off. Let's roll. That's the best. got a party. list
2: of about 10, 10 things that'll say, all right, this is what we expect when you return from your barbecues. <laughs> <laughs>
4: good thing you're not a teacher that old man morency wow he really beat us down today
2: um god our boy bolt uh, just sent a tweet it says breaking news in response to drake's uh, support of the uh the raptors uh sitting courtside tonight uh will be the big ragu from laverne and shirley
4: oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great yeah, so uh, big Milwaukee's ragu- a big ragu, Milwaukee's coach is pissed. Uh, Giannis's yeah, agent. Uh, yeah, they're getting really some, uh, fired up. You better Drake show later. up on the road. Play some Drake,
2: right. uh, gang. Since they're they're boycotting Drake, we'll play Drake and support the uh, support of of the Drake. Yeah, um, you should go. So yeah, so they, oh yeah, they're 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 it's it's a big brouhaha circus. It's crazy, Cam. I think it's a positive for the Raptors though. Because it takes pressure off of them a little bit that essentially in the last since the game, nobody's talking about the matchups. Exactly. Nobody's talking about Eric Bledsoe. only <laughs> scored eight points a game instead of 14 points a game. Struggling. Right? Yes. Like Giannis at the free throw line. It's about Drake. I think there's some psychological stuff going on here, Cam. That that's deeper than just like we're like, OK, Drake's in their heads. I don't know if yeah. Drake's in their head. I don't think I so. I think I think the coach of the Bucks is trying to make it about Drake. Exactly. So it's not about his guy struggling. That's a great right? point. You Excellent go back point. home to Milwaukee, it's like, hey man, what's going on, Greek? You freak you can't hit a free throw. What's up, Bledsoe? You can't hit a shot. Hey coach, how come you're not adjusting? How come nurse is like one step ahead of you all the time? Yep. Instead, they've turned it into Drake. Drake, Drake. I swear to God though, Cam, it's almost frustrating. Like this morning, I was on I was on on the ferry, and I'm on my phone, and I just punched in Raptors Bucks. I was like, "Yeah, what's gonna pop up?" You know what I mean? Raptors Bucks, you know, pops up. All it was was page after page of Drake. It's Bulls Bucks respond to Drake. Drake this, Drake that. Drake annoying. There was nothing about wow Raptors tied it to basketball, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, "Wow, I think this is advantage Raptors." you know what I mean? Like, the Raptors, whatever, man. They ain't thinking about Drake right now. You know what I mean? No. Like, no. Milwaukee, although, Milwaukee are going to be pissed tonight. And the Greek freak freak's going to be pissed. Oh, I and know You know, is. I wouldn't want to be under the basket when he slams the ball for the first time because he's going to hit someone in the face with that ball yeah, on the way down. Might, like, yeah, you're right. Might Lowry got it like the like other a day. Coconut. I know. Lowry, poor Kyle got hit, man. Like, he's trying so hard. He's under the basket and Greek Freak slammed it but Greek Freak doesn't slam it guys he throws it through the rim like yeah. he jumps up and like slams it like a baseball he just he doesn't even touch the rim like he throws it in it went right through and hit Kyle in the head <laughs> I was Raptors, like I saw that Kyle you take it one for the team brother I, I saw that you
4: know I mean? the Raptors have to understand too Gabe that you said it exactly what you say Milwaukee's going to come out like a, with a house on fire tonight they have to match their intensity because this is the type of game where it could be 22 to like 4 Really easily and go, what the hell just happened here? It happens quick in basketball. It happened with Philadelphia when the Raptors went to Philadelphia. They got schooled there. This is the thing. You finally have an advantage. You've been playing well. If you can actually like weather the storm after the first quarter and be down maybe two or four points and stick around and not let them extend, then the party's done. The first quarter is essential in this game tonight. Essential.
2: That is that is true. You're right. That the Raptors. They're going to have to absorb this, just as the same way the Raptors, you know, played better at home. Milwaukee are a damn good home team. They and are. And basketball is probably the sport that home stuff means the most. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like players are I just don't, different. Not even depending on what it is. Yeah, it's players are just different when they're when they're on their home court. Yeah, hockey so matter baseball. The shots oh. are going to fall more for Middleton. Bledsoe is going to be a little better. And the fact of the matter is. Gasol, Ibaka, Van Fleet, Siakam, uh, all these guys are not as good on the road. They've had problems. No. Like they're they're just they flash more at home. They're different guys. Doesn't mean they can't be good on the road because they were the regular season, but in the playoffs, the Raptors are one and four straight up and against the spread of the last five road games. Those are just facts. We can't Absolutely. dispute it. You know, I was all hyped up for for game one and they let it get away from them. But I think, Cam. the longer the game goes on, and if it's close, it's advantage Toronto. Oh, definitely. definitely. Like they've been in these tough spots. They've been Hill? in deep water. Kawhi yeah. Leonard is the best player on the floor. Kawhi was banged up the other night. It wasn't his win. The Raptors carried him the other night. Yeah, exactly. That was Kyle Lowry's win. That was Van Fleet's win with Gasol's win. Ibaka's win. Kawhi is going Norm. to get us there now. Now Norman Powell. Now it's time. Yeah, like don't expect 18 or 19 from Norm tonight, bro. I'll
4: give you credit, though. I told my boy uh titanium about the the Norman Powell prop. It was like, what was it, nine and a half? It was nine like I think he had ten, I think he had ten points in the first quarter or something. Yeah, that was a great bet. Like uh and you knew he was gonna play a lot. Here's the thing, Gabe. Take a look at the series versus Boston, too. Boston annihilated them, and then after that, there was really no close game until in Milwaukee in the third and fourth quarter, pulled away from Boston every single time. They have not been in a last possession game, those type of things. Their games weren't close. Where the Raptors, everything they played with Philadelphia, the clinching game, the back and forth, they've had a lot of uh, quick momentum swings. Their games have had a totally different style than Milwaukee's game. And you're right. And the thing about it is this is exactly what you need to do. The longer it stays closed, Milwaukee will start to question themselves, advantage Raptors with the, with the veterans. And uh, I got to anticipate, though, tonight's game going over the number. Uh, because I think Milwaukee is going to shoot better in the Raptors. If they want to stick with Milwaukee, they're going to have to uh, light it up, too. I think tonight's an overnight, whereas the over-under has gone down, which is shocking to me.
2: Yeah, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks average 114.7 points per game yeah. on their home court in the playoffs.
4: Yeah, yeah so if the Raptors a score like a low 101, yeah. you cover. It's 214.5 now, 215. I would have made this line 221. I think there. I th- I understand for the Raptors to be successful, you want less points, but you gotta believe Gabe. Milwaukee at home is gonna get theirs, and they're gonna get more calls for being at home. So I think that factors in at least five and a half, six points.
2: And something that we saw the other night, we talked about it, Cab. The referee uh, between uh, Capers and uh, and Kane Fitzgerald. Good job. Remember Kane Fitzgerald thirty-eight and twenty-four to the over, and we said, "Yeah, this guy's no nonsense, and he calls a lot of technical fouls." What happened? It was, a well, it was a good officiated game the other night. I didn't have a beef the with it, but I've seen. it was a little excessive. They were calling everything on both sides. Yes. And it led to the over because there were a ton of free throws, right? So let's check in on the refereeing assignment for tonight. And, oh, uh, God, are there, this is this is where the hit job starts because they really just needed to get the game into the weekend. Now they have. know, yeah, I'm sure they would prefer a game seven, though. The question is, is this going six or seven, Cam? Like, uh, I feel good. I feel good about the Raptors' chances. I really do. I'm not just saying this. I'm not even that freaked out right now. It's going I seven. Feel good. Now, Milwaukee will thing. not lose both. Two- no, yes, it is definitely going seven games. It has to. Like, the Raptors can win the series tonight, Cam. But they can't if lose they it win- tonight. Yeah,
4: yeah. If They're they in a good tonight-
2: spot. Mm-hmm. Like, this is as good of an advantage as the Raptors are ever going to have in this series. We can't lose the series, guys, tonight. Raptors get blown out, all right, boom. You're down 3-2, go back home, win on Saturday night, and we got a game seven in Milwaukee. Yeah. We don't want that. Win tonight. Make them that game seven. Make it a game seven for Milwaukee on Saturday. You see what I'm saying? We're not, like, on the tightrope. Like, we're not on the ledge right now, Cam. You know what I mean? Like, we, if we fall down, we're not falling out of the window. Exactly. We fall down close to the window, but we're not out of the window. It's like, okay, we can pick ourselves up, but we only have one more chance. Like There's no more room for air anymore. There's still a little bit room for air. Psychologically, I think that means a lot. Um, Milwaukee doesn't have a lot of room for air right now. You talk about it, Cam. The pressure, you can tell the Greek freak's getting a little bit rattled. Forget about Drake. He's getting rattled by Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka, and Kawhi Leonard on him. Right? Just like Joel Embiid. People don't give the Raptors enough credit defensively. They I agree with Joel that. Embiid's will. The kid was crying on the bench after Jimmy yep. Butler was throwing air balls and there were shot clock violations in a game seven with two minutes left. It's yep. not Drake. Like they agree. They can. And that's what I'm saying. Like they can blame Drake all they want. It's Kawhi Leonard. It's Mark Casala It's the Raptors defense. That's nothing to do with Drake.
4: No, it does. I'm I'm with you. And another thing is, yeah, the. They, all these guys that they bring to the table too if their bench d- does well Milwaukee's going to be in a bit big 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 trouble in this game Gabe I just think it's too many points like I look at the spread and I, I it's what we talked about early I think it's I, I think it's totally wrong I would have made Milwaukee about four and a half not seven uh it's, it's too high for me I'll be betting the Raptors and uh by the way nothing's more annoying than when we bet a game last night for good units and then they postpone it Minnesota's up seven to nothing buddy great I for I was doing preparing my updates and stuff. I think I got a little bet on it, but not like I had last night. I had that game yeah. smashed.
2: I could have used it because it would have been double the money that exactly, I have on my account. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Exactly. I hate it, man.
2: God. Uh speaking of hating it, oh god. Tony Brothers is one of the referees tonight. Oh boy. That guy's awful. awful. They could have just might as well have brought brought in Scott Foster. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. God, Tony Brothers, really. All right, let's just look up yeah. Tony Brothers and see the controversy. This Tony. Guy... Tony, yeah, Tony Brothers is. Uh... Oh, this is great. Tony it's Brothers. Worst of the worst feature report. Tony Brothers is the most incompetent official in the NBA. <laughs> yes, that's
4: what, first thing that pops up. <laughs> that's uh... I, uh, it's not going to go well. It is not
2: going to go well. <laughs> You notice, though, the bigger the game, it's always Tony Brothers or, exactly. or yeah, Foster. It's, it's like, not that yeah. they're bad. They do what the league wants. That's the exactly. They're not bad. They know what they're doing. We'll Started from the bottom, ended here. We'll help. We'll help. <laughs> oh,
0: please. Here's change.org.
2: Been playing around with the music today. Sounds like metal maps in the house. Uh, Game time decisions, Red Heat, and uh, Rage Radio. This is actually pretty interesting. So uh this is from 538.com, which is pretty factual when it comes to um you know studies and numbers, etc. Uh, which NBA team was most wronged by the NBA referees? Which team in the league? Get screwed most uh, by the um, by the NBA. Who would you say, Cam? I'm gonna
4: say the Memphis Grizzlies, <laughs> <laughs> Toronto Raptors, probably in the two hole, and then the three hole, no. the New Orleans Pelicans. You know who got screwed the most this year? Who?
2: The Brooklyn Nets. Really? They would have been probably my fourth or fifth choice. Yeah. Wow. Brooklyn Nets. They the Brooklyn Nets had the most bad non calls. Really, because that's, that's interesting. The thing. A lot of people think like, oh, oh, look at the fouls call. Like you know, when you, I, I bitched against the Philadelphia one once, people are like, "Whoa, and she was twenty four to twenty one with the fouls." I'm like, dude, it's not about the fouls, it's about the ones they don't call. Cap. Exactly. Like Kawhi Leonard scores thirty nine points, he can have fifty two. He gets hit every time he goes to the basket, and they, never call n one. Yep. Like yeah. Kyle Lowry. It's the same thing in this series, Kevin. You notice, same shit. Like, Kawhi Leonard will dunk over, like, two guys. He'll get hit in the back. Not hard, but there's contact. So he goes up. They come up behind him. They hit him. They never call him. Every time Greek Freak gets into the paint, they just call a foul. foul I know. That's the problem. See, we don't we even do about anything. It. He clumps stumbling and traveling, and yeah. he bumps into people, and it's a foul on the Raptors. It's bullshit. I know that. I know that. It is bullshit, but that's
4: just a, that's the way to come. Surprise Brooklyn, though. That's interesting. So what team number they have? two?
2: have? Yeah. Number two, not a surprise. A guy that runs his mouth all the time. Mark Cuban. Dallas Mavericks. Dallas.
4: Interesting. Interesting. Number
2: three, Denver. Denver. Yeah. Number four, Oklahoma City. Yeah. Number five, the Chicago Bulls. Number six, the Atlanta Hawks. Number seven, the New York Knicks, and the Toronto Raptors are eight. The Raptors have 18 non-bad, like, uh, bad calls that aren't called a game against them.
4: everybody am here let's do fantasy sports news update let's hit the baseball diamonds we got live action fellas philadelphia phillies all over the cubs eight to three right now we're in the top of the seventh inning there phillies over the cubs san francisco and atlanta and a good one two to one for san fran right now bottom four minnesota we talked about it we had these guys last night same pitchers are killing the angels eight to nothing in the bottom of the third finals from this afternoon the mets have, uh, yeah, first of all, we'll get to a little bit of news. The Mets have placed second baseman Robinson Cano on the IL with a quad strain. They also put a utility man, Jeff McNeil, both on the 10-day IL. Yankees pitcher CeCe Sabathia had a little problem with his uh, knee last night. He's got arthritis in his knee. He's on the 10-day IL with knee inflammation. Busy day today. We talked about it. The Mets meet the Mets. They swept away Washington 6-4 to four the final. Edwin Diaz saved number 12 for the Mets. And the ice-cold Nationals, these guys are sucking hard. They've lost five straight. Joanna Cespedes also today. He went under the knife season, ending ankle surgery. His season is officially done for the Mets. The Yankees hang on to beat Baltimore 6-5. to five, Could have winners on the run line in both events. Tommy Canley the win, Zach Britton, uh, got the save because Chapman had a day of rest at save number two for Zach Britton. Red Sox hammering the Toronto Blue Jays 8 to the final there. Steve Pierce is home run number one, three RBIs boston taking three of four from the jays pittsburgh and colorado was an absolute slugfest in the steel city the pirates hammering the rockies 14-6 the final lyles the win sensatella the loss he got rocked and charlie blackman injured for colorado we'll give you an update when we find out if it's serious or not miami they came back to beat detroit horrible loss for the tigers had a two to nothing lead and uh, miami with five runs in the ninth Sergio Romo, the save there. They win 5-2. to two. Rest of the MLB betting board, late night because of all that afternoon ball, guys. At 6-10, we got the Rays laying 30 cents at Cleveland. Total 9.5. Yarbrough versus Plutko. Plutko, 8-10. We got the White Sox and the Astros. Astros, minus a buck eighty five over under 9. Giolito taking on Martin. NBA, the Warriors will be missing both of their big guns. Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins when the NBA final begins on May 30th. Durant is continuing to rehab his calf strain, hopeful for a return at some point during the series. While the Warriors anticipate Boogie Cousins seeing action, no return for his date. The NBA also announcing its All-Stars today. Here's team number one, the first-team All-Star leading the way. Giannis of the Bucks, James Harden of the Rockets, other guys uh, there rounding out the first team. Steph Curry of the Warriors, Paul George of Oklahoma City, and Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. A huge Game 5 in the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Milwaukee and Toronto, Bucks still minus seven, over under 215, series tied at two. Six teams included uh, the New England Patriots have interest in former Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive tackle Gerald McCoy. The Colts, Browns, Bengals, Saints, and Falcons also garnering interest. Uh, yeah, in 14 games last season. He had 28 tackles and six sacks. The Ottawa Senators, they found their men. The Sens hiring former Maple Leafs assistant coach DJ Smith as their new head coach. The 42-year-old signing a three-year deal with the club becoming the 14th coach in their history. The move marks the 23rd head coaching change, too, in the NHL since 2017. Sends dead last and second last the last two seasons. The Islanders have signed forward Brock Nelson to a six-year deal worth $36 million. The 27-year-old will get $6 million a season, coming off a career-high 53-point campaign for the Islanders. Craziness in Slovakia today. Canada beating 3-2 to at the IIHF World Hockey Championship. They scored with 0.4 seconds left to tie it in regulation. Mark Stone then scored the winner. Switzerland had these guys on the ropes, but Canada moving on to the semis. College football news Texas Longhorns have given coach Tom Herman a two year contract extension today. He led the Horns to their first 10 win season in a decade. The deal extends Herman's guaranteed contract money to 2023, he'll make 6.5. 2022, 6.75 million. Tiger Woods confirming he will compete at Jack's Memorial Tournament at Muirfield Village Club in Dublin, Ohio next week. A tune up to the U.S. Open and first-round golf action. The Charles Schwab Challenge from Colonial. Tony Finau still leads in the clubhouse at minus six. Jordan Speed, Texas native, just one shot back. He's in the clubhouse at minus five and breathing down his neck. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned. Gabe Maranci hosts Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio. It's the Thursday show. We're having a lot of fun, so stick around, everybody. Red Heat and Rage, Hour 2 on the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network, coming up next.
0: All you have to decide... What to do with the time that is given to you game time decisions
2: all right level two game time decisions ready to play radio continues i have table brentzi throw it down it was uh rainy uh new york city but things have cleared up a little bit the Raging Red reddit cam Stewart alongside so it's talking about the nba referees for tonight and you know, I think a lot of people think that it's just sort of, oh, ha, 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 that guy, you say his name, yeah. and there's not a difference with them. There really is, guys. There's a but huge difference. The other night, the other night, we knew. The NBA didn't want the Raptors to lose the game the other night. So, they didn't give the Raptors calls, but they didn't screw them. You know what I mean? There's a method to this madness. There really is. And this is from this year's Los Angeles Times. Um, LA Times uh actually excuse me, this is from uh, from two years ago, my bad. Uh 2018, 17, 18. So uh it's a player poll. There are 64 uh, referees. Uh the LA Times uh spoke um uh spoke to like thirty um thirty NBA players uh, off the record about referees in the NBA. The three best referees voted were Danny Crawford, Joey Crawford, and Monty McCutcheon. Um, yeah, players goes, let's be honest, there's good refs and there's bad refs. They make mistakes and he uh, says they make some good calls, they make some bad calls. We make mistakes as players too. It's just the way it is. You're going to like some refs and you're going to hate some of them. But So now they're talking, this is about Scott Foster. Um, this is a game against Scott Foster, NBA player, says uh, he had one of our playoff games. As soon as I walked in, I told everybody this game's over. He goes, we all knew we were going to get bad calls, and we We lost the game. He goes, you can't say anything to him. He already has his mind made up. Hell, you can't even look at him. Um, someone else talks about Foster. You can't even talk to him. He's never wrong. He never admits when he's wrong. He goes, I like refs uh, that will admit, you know what, I made a mistake. Scott Foster thinks he never makes a mistake. Uh, the player sees the stats of how he is on the road. He always helps the road team out. He loves sticking it to home teams. <laughs> well, that could be good. See, like there's little intricacies to these guys, right? Like they all dislike the uh, the woman ref. <laughs> and they're all saying the same thing. It's not that she's a woman. They're like, but she's got attitude. Um, he says it's like she came in trying to prove something because she was a woman, but she's overdone it and she has too much attitude with the players. She's like, uh, her attitude is like, I'm a female. You're not going to talk to me a certain way. No one's ever called her a bad name. No one's ever, ever uh, disrespected her, but she's still horrible to deal with. Um, head coach in the NBA. She has absolutely zero feel for the game. She's a terrible referee. At <laughs> least <laughs> it's on. It's not about being a man or a woman in your referee. Uh, no, exactly. So here's, uh, and dear God. So we got Tony Brothers tonight and Mark Davis is the crew chief. Mark Davis is voted as the worst referee in the NBA. That's who we're dealing with tonight. Tony Brothers or Mark Davis? Yeah. Uh on Mark Davis, NBA player. He's as cool as they come, but he's really arrogant. He instigates things with players sometimes. He'll go back and forth with you. He makes himself part of the game and the flow. He forgets that he's talking to another man. Don't challenge a man's manhood. Um, Mark Davis is by far hands worst, the worst referee in the league. A player says, he acts like he's your friend, but then he just yeah. screws you over. Yeah. He'll screw, screw you, it. and then he'll have an attitude about it. <laughs> I love the I love the intricacies of these refs. Like it's uh, it's great.
4: Heat and Rage Radio. I'm the raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Hopefully, I'll get you guys some a couple horse picks too. We got the afternoon tracks running at Gulfstream. It's amazing. It's 100 degrees there. These guys are wearing like suits and they're not even sweating. I'm in shorts and a shirt and I'm dying of sweat. Belmont had a little bit of a weather de- delay, a little bit of rain. The track real sloppy right now, so they're a little bit behind time. So we'll have some action during the day there. Give me and Gabe just talking about the NBA uh game tonight in Milwaukee. Milwaukee still talking seven point building. favorites.
2: Building what? that arena, the Islanders uh, posted a picture yesterday of uh, an empty parking lot next to Belmont
4: <laughs> Park. Yeah, That's what George Kurt said. When shovel hits dirt, I'll believe it. Well, I don't. You know, I don't it's... believe
2: them either. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't believe them. Sounds like BS to me, dude. No, nothing. What? They don't do anything in New York. Like they. No, they argue about uh, everything. They yeah. like. Hey, they can't. Like how hard is it? Build a freaking arena, guys. Like your home team is playing in Brooklyn. For the love of God, guys. Like. You know, do you want the team or you, you, you don't like what the hell's going on Yeah, you know? uh um, you, you want it it's just a matter of
4: and and. know what the craziest thing is Gabe through all this and all I know we probably not just get get on this topic Charles Wong might have been insane and thought goaltenders were gonna be sumo wrestlers he was willing George Kurtz told me at that time and I do remember to pay for the whole facility when he was around with the Islanders. And they, yeah, and, they and, didn't uh, want him getting rich. Did,
2: it was a bunch yeah. of politicians because he was going to build kidding? condos in a shopping yes. center. and, he would and They're like, he well, he's going to take the neighborhood over, right? Yeah, oh, sure he is. Yeah, Just make now it it's an empty parking lot. Belmont's a yeah, Like, What are you going to do? The guy was offering to take care of the
4: problem for you. You, you. you think the guy's a freak and you go, nah, it's okay, Mr. Wong.
2: We don't want to do business with you. Now you're not even building. What a bunch of idiots. That's insane. These are the same dude. whack jobs that chased Amazon away, Captain. Yeah, <laughs> excellent point. Excellent they point. Bid, they bid millions and they spent all this money to get Amazon to to build their headquarters there. Yeah. Or a factory or whatever the hell. And, uh, you know, it's going to create like 8,500 jobs. Yeah, there were subsidies. There's always subsidies. People wake up. Yeah, uh, But no, 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 no. They all bitched and uh, this and that. and uh, Like, it's going to kill the mom and pop. There is no mom and pop. Mom. Yeah, there's and the mom and pop. There was a mom and pop pizza place, an Italian restaurant down the street from where this Amazon place is going to be. Because you just killed me. I'm mom and pop. You just killed yeah, me. He's... You know what I mean? I don't see how more business and more people in the area is is killing anything. Exactly. In Long Island, uh, the you know the uh, the the island, Long Island City there that they're going to build it. Yep. It was uh, it was uh, it's like desolate camp. I know, I've been there. It's, it's abandoned buildings. And Dave, I went to that area. I mean? Like there were the all time. these condo owners were like, oh, people know. were buying property. And hey, man, this Long Island city is going to be booming suddenly. And Ocasio-Cortez and, and the extreme left freak out because, I don't know, they want everyone to get welfare checks I guess, instead of getting a job. And then and then people on the extreme right, uh, you know what I mean? It was like both a common, like they're whack jobs in New York. Why is there no legalized gaming, gambling, sports gambling? It's in insane. New York? They're idiots. They figure it out in Iowa. They can't figure it out in New York camp. I know. The best is how you go. You
4: live and you go to the FanDuel Sportsbook in Jersey, and you're sitting there. God, you're, you got where you work, too. For people who don't know where the Fantasy Network, like right by MSG building there, it's beautiful. Like prime real estate, man. You don't have these people having to go over and gamble in New Jersey. It is so stupid. You said it. If Mississippi can figure it out and Iowa can figure it out, I mean. Yeah, and these guys are mocking Charles Wong. Yeah, you you'd be begging for it now. He was going to take care of everything.
3: Stooge move.
2: Problem is, yeah, New York is too big. Like the state, there's too many different interests. Yeah, right. Like what what yeah. Buffalo wants isn't what New York City wants. Exactly right? Lake, true. Lake Placid's in its own little bubble. You know true, I mean? like. Plattsburgh, no, New actually- York, is closer to Montreal than it is anywhere in New York. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly- saying? Like, we exactly. are all in different little like. There's different, there you know, Western New York, and then the city, and then Long Island, and it's just everyone like. Yeah. And it seems like New Jersey just comes along and says, "Yeah, we'll 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 just do it." Come come
4: come here! Yeah, I like New Jersey. They take care of the problems. Come on, see us in New Jersey. I like their style.
2: <laughs> oh, their 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 governor lied about legalizing weed too. <laughs> yeah, they all lie liars. They all lie. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so as I was saying, yeah, I saw that they, they had a picture of um, of this is where they want to build the arena, but I got no confidence in that. No. S- similar situation. In fact, I didn't get to this That's yesterday. Th- uh, but um, I actually got a little choked up when I saw it, but I am an emotional person as I get older. But it's getting realer, Cam. Steven Bronfman Bought the land where they're building a stadium yesterday. Yeah, in Montreal, like it's official. Like it's official, official. Like so now, there's no shovel yet, but it's not like oh yeah, they you know maybe we'll build a stadium. Because I'm telling you, where you're gonna put a stadium is always the big problem, Ken. Okay, this Miami soccer team with Beckham—they've been arguing for three freaking years about stadium and where they're gonna build it. Oh, no 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 and like everyone is so litigious, right? Politicians come in, we don't want the stadium here, Power Ranch and our residents and blah blah. It's like the Devils, the New Jersey Devils could be in Hoboken. Listen, Newark's nice and stuff, but the Devils in Hoboken would be more successful. And you know, stuff like that. It matters where you build the damn stadium. I mean, the whole thing with the Expos was people didn't thought the stadium was too far. Cuz it's too freaking lazy to take a 10-minute metro subway ride. Exactly. Right? They wanted the subway. The English people in Montreal wanted the, 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 the Expos, like built in their freaking backyard in the West Island or something. So there's got to be compromise. So they've got the land now. So now there's not even, yeah, but they got to deal with this or that. No, they got the land. Now what's next is to build the damn stadium. But they're not going to build the damn stadium until they know they're getting the damn team. You know what I mean? Good point. You do build still a stadium. Bad. Let's just, just say this, Look at the this, back babe. city. Quebec City built a beautiful arena, and Batman screwed him after. Yeah, no, that was horrible. That was absolutely ridiculous. You do not build a stadium until, like, you get the go-ahead. But they're going to get the go-ahead. It's coming. It's not as, like, soon as we would like. It might be, like, four years, five years. You know, look, they're two years away from the CBA. Who gets
4: their stadium first? Montreal over
2: Long Island. It's a no-brainer. Put that on the betting Montreal. We'll have a baseball stadium before the Islanders have a new arena. Exactly. I wish I could bet that somewhere, because <laughs> it's a great bet. <laughs> well, we've got to start our own book with three rocks and uh, curling.
4: Yeah. yeah, three three rocks and curling. Who gets a stadium first? We'll do all sorts of stuff. Yeah, instead of these sickos with death pools and things, we'll do, we'll do, yeah, we'll do, like, property property bets. I like it. Hey, man, Montreal, not, man. the Expos are happening way before the Islanders get a new stadium. That's...
2: They, yeah. um... They... They're going to get the stadium. Yeah, they'll get the stadium built. Like, there's no government opposition. Yeah, man, like the mayor of Montreal, I don't know much about her, but what's her name? Valerie Pord. Yeah, Uh, she's into it. She's into it. Yeah, she seems to be very – she's not – no obstacles. Like, she's playing ball with them, and she's rolling along. She saw smiles and all the photo ops and stuff. Uh, She knows – look, she brought the World Cup to Montreal. She's obviously into sports. Um. And brockman has got money, man. Garber's got money. So they're not looking for handouts from anybody. Now, you know, we just got to be patient. Um, The collective bargaining agreement's not over next year, but after next year. And they're going to do expansion because uh, the owners get to keep the money camp. Like, if they do expansion after they do the new deal, the owners, like, don't get to keep the money it's not in the contract now basically like the expansion fee that comes in goes to the other owners cam you know what i mean yeah so like if a new team comes in it's split up all right this team paid montreal just gave us 750 million dollars to join the league that money goes to all the owners the other owners so they're pro expansion they're getting a free like $9 $9 million or whatever the hell it's going to be. Sounds good to me.
4: I wish we were owners you know, game when we million got the residual check.
2: Million. Oh, yeah, so if you're an owner, you're like, yeah, here. sure, I get $22 <laughs> million. Bucks. Yeah, let him yeah. in. Right? It's more money. But the players don't get that. So wow. the owners are going to approve this stuff, Bing, before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when yeah, they exactly. come out with the new CBA, there's new team. And then they can tweak the divisions and all that stuff that they want to do. Proof. All right, game-type decisions, ready to radio, fantasy
3: sports, radio network.
4: This, Go to Fanduel.com slash grid to receive a free bet up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet up to 500 bucks. when You open up a sports wagering account at Fanduel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to Fanduel.com slash grid, open up a new account, and claim your free wager up to 500 bucks today.
2: Great deal, a uh, great deal, great, great sports book. We look forward to broadcasting uh, from uh, the Meadowlands and the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook. Uh, stay tuned, guys. We're going to have a lot of uh, cool, cool stuff coming up uh, with the football season around the corner here on the network. Uh, there'll be some changes, uh, some some scheduling changes, some new shows, uh, different um, different pairings, and everything else in between. Um, you know, I know that uh, the powers that be, Mike Cardano, when he's not uh, spying on us um, and worried about, uh, I swear, we haven't even talked hockey on this show yet, Dan. Mentioned the New York Islanders and an arena and Belmont Park and uh, Mike tunes in. He's like uh, the NSA or something. What? Or uh, it's a good
4: point. Yeah, I know. Like, literally hockey. First hour of the show has been, been, been about yeah. NBA referees. And NBA referees, baseball scores, updates, the Twins. Uh, the Mets with the sweep. The Nationals suck. And then we'd mention
2: hockey. Then we get listened to hockey. Hey, hey, Mike. Uh, yeah, slow down. It is the Stanley Cup finals, bro. <laughs>
4: like, guys, it look. is. Yeah. We haven't even talked about the Blues and Bruins. We're talking about land and deals. You're talking about the Expo's potential site for the new stadium. And we're talking about uh, shovels and dirt at Belmont.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah, that I'm stadium. Again. Yeah. Dude, you know Montreal a bit. I don't know if you know names and streets and stuff. I, uh, I know well. Yeah, I know areas. So basically, the the stadium is going to be on Peel Street. Oh, nice. That's going to be wicked. But at the bottom, the bottom yeah. of Peel Street. So imagine you're on St. Catherine getting all hammered. You're at the strip yeah. clubs. Boom, boom, boom. You walk down the hill. Down the hill. It's about a 15-minute walk, 10, 15-minute walk. And you get down to the basin. Sort of like um, it's behind the Bell Center, but further down. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep, exactly. It's like it's further down. So, but the way that they do it, it's cool because it's further down. But this way, in the outfield, you have the city skyline behind you. Right, like it's it's going to look beautiful. Like uh, a nice stadium. I think it's going to be like a thirty-eight thousand seater only. Like maybe it was forty-two, but it's not one of these. Oh yeah, fifty-three thousand. No, no, no. Yeah, it's the MDC. I think it might have been thirty-five, even Cam, thirty-six type thing. They're not playing around like they they've already done their they know they've done their due diligence. They know how many tickets they can sell and they know how they can make this cost effective. And, you know, look, Fenway Park only holds thirty seven thousand or whatever. So, you know, like a lot of baseball. Yeah. it's Not old school. Like with mega stadiums anymore, guys. You know what I mean? Like you get a nice, comfortable, you know, for me, I'd say thirty eight, forty would be better, I think. But and you and, you know, Gabe, you lived in Montreal. Olympic Stadium
4: was cold, frosty. It has the look of, like, the the just old concrete. You get a new stadium there and don't make it too big, kind of like what happened to the Alouettes in football. They started playing outside. The beer companies were there. Everyone's partying, and you don't see, like, the empty seats. It's a little bit different now, but it's a way better look, uh, you know, cosmetically, on television and all the other stuff. It's just a win-win situation. Don't build it too big. I'm with you. I'd rather it a little bit smaller. It'll look better. Just make it better, not
2: bigger. Oh, it's gonna happen it's 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 gonna oh, happen it's definitely, happening. it's definitely happening um all right let's check uh, we were talking about the the refs let's get into the numbers here a little bit uh, let's get let's get into the numbers here a little bit and uh and see how these guys play out as we saw the other night the referees played to the form cam right we talked about it Kane Fitzgerald was 38 24 to the over it was one of the highest one of the highest over trends out of any NBA yeah. referee it and remember just he, got was there, also, it just he was also 41 there. and 31 with the home team, too. And the home team won. All right. So uh, we've got uh, Tony Brothers tonight. Tony Brothers, the home teams are 38 and 31 with Tony Brothers. 38 31. Tony Brothers also 40 and 29 to the over. It's because he's he calls fouls. Um all right, Mark Davis. Where the hell is Mark Davis? Mark Davis. What's Mark Davis? Ooh, I like this, camera. I like it. And Mark Davis was just recently voted uh, the second worst referee in the league after uh <laughs> after Scott Foster. That's and what what did what, what the player quotes about Mark Davis? He pretends yeah. he's your
5: friend, but he screws you over.
2: Yeah, I like that. The old backstabber. (laughs) Home teams under Mark Davis this year, 31 and 41. Woo! It's rare because home teams win more than, you know what I'm saying? You're damn right. It's supposed to show there's something here that he messes with home teams a bit, cap.
4: Here's the (laughs) thing, Maranci. I've been thinking about my conspiracy thing. Think about this. Any other NBA team in the East, right? It doesn't matter. The Raptors couldn't be luckier to have Milwaukee in the final. They couldn't be luckier. Other than the God. Greek freak, the Raptors still have a star. No, just listen. Listen.
2: Or They're toast. Yeah,
4: that's what I'm saying. That's a, yes. It's not hard to figure out. You have the Greek freak, but he's still not an American. He's Greek, right? He's another. That's another thing, right? You got Kawhi Leonard in Toronto. What's worse than anything else being a Canadian? Milwaukee, maybe. Like you know what I mean? It's one of those situations where Boston, Philadelphia, hell, Cleveland—if LeBron is still there—this is a perfect storm for the Raptors not to get screwed and pooched. This is the year, buddy. This is the I know, year. I no, know.
2: I know. Anyway, because if you look, they're, they're getting it is. screwed less at the Bucks than they did against the Sixers. Yeah, exactly. Like the Sixers—it was like it was five versus eight.
0: Yeah, and you watch every minute of that
2: game. It was, it was like, ridiculous. Uh, uh, but you're right. It's not like the league has a hard on to get Milwaukee into the final. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like if they deal with Canada, Way, it's yeah. like,
4: yeah, you know what? We could have had Milwaukee. They're a small market. And remember what I told you, too. If, you know, Toronto is in a North American city, they're fourth, fourth. right? You got New York. You, you got uh, Los Angeles. You got Houston. Like, basically, they're like T3 after like Chicago, and then it's Toronto. Houston's a little bit bigger, and then Houston would be in the five hole. So those are the top five population bases in North America for teams with profes- professional teams. Where's Milwaukee? You said it's the 12th biggest city in the United States, I think. Something around there, so.
2: I don't even think it's that big. Maybe um, 14th?
4: I, I have no idea. I'm just, that's off the top of my head.
2: So. Um, all right, yo, we okay. had big card. You know, that's what happens. I need, I need, need, See, I need the side. That's going to be on the list. Yeah, we'll the co- tell Memorial them to call Day Day back
4: gang, at 6 uh, o'clock hour when we go through the bets. Yeah. we still got a couple of games, right? We'll go through some baseball, some basketball. It's all good.
2: We got speaking of Long Island, we got our boy Tommy stepping up. But what's up, Tommy? Good to see you, Tommy. Uh, got t- Tommy, Tommy Z uh, in the house. So, listen, we can't. And Leo Rowdens, Leo Rowdens was tweeting about this, and he told people stop talking about the refs all the time. Like Leo yeah. said, the Raptors box series won't be decided by the refs. It's up to the players yeah. to yeah. fight for this stuff. You know, it it just is. You got to fight through calls. We all know, we all know the rules coming in, man. We know, you know, it's, it's the NBA. There's, there's, there's a little, there's a pecking order. There's, there's politics, there's stars, there's this, there's that. There's a lot to it. Milwaukee are going to get calls tonight. Greek freaks going to get calls tonight. It's up to the Raptors to deliver a knockout punch and don't leave it uh, in the hands of the referees. All right. What's up, Julio?
4: I think he dropped Yang said, Gabe, because he was on hold. I think he's gone. Is he back? he what gone he no no i think he i think he said he,
2: he 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 gone he gone oh he told him to call back at six okay because yeah we got our yeah. hockey in it. dedicated to mike cardano <laughs>
4: hey, look, Kelly, hey 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 at the FanDuel duel game if you got the st louis hey st louis blues at 18 to one there yeah you'll start liking hockey right friend
2: yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. If Mike had that in his portfolio, he'd be like, hey, hey I, got, I got no problem with hockey. It sounds pretty good. 18 to 1. Hope the Blues can get it done. Hope they can get it done. I don't have a lot on it, but, you know,
2: it's hard. I think, I think they will. I, um, I'm, not,
4: I'm not hedging out, I can tell you that.
2: <laughs> wow. LeBron James misses the, uh, the All-NBA. First Correct. time since 2007, LeBron's not a first-team uh, All-Star, NBA, yep. All-NBA. Awesome. He didn't deserve it. You know?
4: He didn't I, deserve he it.
2: Didn't, he, he, didn't, he didn't play enough. Yep. Uh, and Donovan Sue sides with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. You know, the Bucs would be an intriguing football team to be coming into this year, Cam, if not for that brutal schedule where they don't play at home for two months.
4: That's the They're thing. Not- I mean, you. yeah, we talked about it, Gabe. I, I, I really think that the Bucs were. were I, I like the moves. I think, Jerry, uh, you, you, under, you understand something. Jameis Winston needs to play well now, it's contract year time. Uh, he's not going to screw around he, wa- he wants to play well I think they the defense is young and improving but you said it man that what the NFL did to these guys is criminal that many weeks on the road and and, and the tough games that they play before they come back I really wanted to take the wins over six they can still do it but Gabe it's going to be a real grind uh, their travel schedules the wor- one of the worst in the league that's a, I know the west coast teams complain but Tampa Bay really got hosed that's tough and
2: speaking of getting hosed um, the uh, New England Patriots. They're always getting screwed, the Patriots, Cam. Yeah. Tough. Like, uh, it's, it's, the league is unfair to the Patriots all the time, but all kidding aside, but not really. <laughs> so you see Chris Long. Chris Long. I've always liked Chris Long. You do. So, uh, Great guy. So Chris Long has just, he retired last week, right? Yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but yeah, he decided he's, he's done. So he told Dan Patrick that uh, he smoked weed throughout his entire NFL career. Yeah, why not?
4: Hey, better better than uh, pills.
2: Right? So, um, yeah, I think, though, that right now the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl should be rescinded. He admitted to using a performance-enhancing drug. that aided and embedded him to winning a championship game. It's not right. <laughs>
4: Excellent theory, Gabe. I, I, I really want to prescribe to you what you're saying, but, yeah, that ship has sailed. I'm surprised a
2: jackass That's what I... Patriot fan had to come up with that yet. Like, oh, we'll yeah. sue. Yeah.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. i will tell you,
2: somehow. Crap will come this. out. Hey, guys, we're again.
4: <laughs> That's the thing. This is what I hate when referees that apologize 10 years later. We don't get our money back from our bets. And these stories break months afterwards.
2: Great. And uh, you know what? No, we'll, all kidding aside, we wish Chris Law the best. Uh, I we'll share you. his thoughts. Um, you know, it's interesting stuff that he said about pot in the NFL. All right. Uh, Kelly Case coming up next. We're all fired up for this Raptors and Bucks game uh, tonight, and you know I brought up a little, little bit of similarity. I would state between between the Raptors and the St. Louis Blues, except I think it's more punctuated by the, the St. Louis Blues. It's been longer, but dedicated fan base in St. Louis. People think of St. Louis as like a baseball baseball uh, city, but. Man, like the Blues fans have been freaking loyal forever. The team made the playoffs for like, you know, 23 years in a row, whatever the hell it was, and just always fell short. Couldn't get to the Cup. Haven't been to the Cup since 1970. And a man that I know cried like a baby uh, after uh, the St. Louis Blues punched the ticket to the Stanley Cup Finals to start on Monday night in Boston as Kelly Chase, former Blue, uh, current radio analyst, joins us. Kelly, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us, man.
1: And thanks for having me. I think cried like a baby might be like a little strong. Well, I'll cry. Uh, right. well, Brett Hall said certainly. you were like
2: a baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now he's got some nerve, doesn't he? Calling me that after I've been babysitting him for all these years. Did, did he cry? Did he have tears? Cause he said oh, Kelly yeah, was really think, gone. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was, it was, it, we both did because of Bobby Plager. I mean, he, he came in and we just went, you know, just went to shake his hand and you can see, I mean, the man has been around since 1967. So, for the Blues, he's our version of what the Cardinals would would say San and and Red Schoendies yeah. were. He's, you know, he's been there since 1967. He's a first St. Louis Blue. He played on the original teams. Scotty Bowman coached him there, and he, and and you know, I mean, Scotty sent him a note as well, basically saying, you know, you're one of the originals, and and here's a great, you're still with the organization. So seeing Bobby emotional, I think was was something that, you know, made us realize just how important the team is to him and what it would mean to him and his family and and i'm sure that that's what uh, though it's certainly what tipped me because i was i i first was just smiling shook his hand and you know he coached me in the minors i said hey coach how about that and he just he just started talking about how passionate he was and about how much it meant to him and the next thing you know he started he was in tears and i was like oh boy here we go <laughs> now this is not what i needed and i look over and he's like what the hell are you guys doing and then you can see it matt it bothered you know it meant a lot to him as well and obviously, you know Brett's certainly still the face of our franchise. So, it was it was uh, it was it was neat to see the emotion in the city.
2: Well, I think of the Blues and some of the teams. I remember going back to the Cujo era, uh, you know Shanahan, Hull, McKinnis, etc., and those yep. uh, those Detroit Red Wing teams. Like there was just sort yep. of someone always always in the way. But it seems like now the Blues are the team that's in the way of other teams, and. I think maybe to casual hockey observers, Callie, uh, like, oh, wow, the Blues made the cup for the first time ever. Uh, you know, look at the record of the St. Louis Blues since January the 2nd. So talk to our listeners and viewers about this is a hockey team that was dead last in the NHL basically at Christmas time.
1: Yeah, I, people are debating a little bit about what the biggest move that Doug Armstrong made, and there's a few. One is not making it to change the deadline. I think the biggest, you know, Bennington probably, you know, they talking about, and then of course, Craig Berube, but none of it happens without Berube being in charge. Um, I've said this uh, numerous times, <clears throat> you know, common sense is not always that common. And, and for, for Craig, it was very black or white, you know, uh, you want to play more. Okay. We'll play better. You want to be on the power play. Okay. We'll tell you what I want to put you out there and then score when you're out there or, Ah, uh, you want you want more, you know, ice time. Work harder, or you know, just black and white. But I mean, he was very direct, and then he carried through with it. And I think it started a few years ago when Army had hired him to coach in, in Chicago. And Craig's philosophy was, I'm not going to send you a guy, regardless of where he was drafted, back uh, on a call up if he isn't our best player, and I don't care who it is. And, and that way, I won't lose the team down here. They'll learn lessons from it, and because of it, they'll know that they can in, that they can trust my integrity. I think that's where it started with Doug and the relationship with him and and Craig. And he knew he needed a guy with those type of values and he got him. And then Craig's ability to just talk to players as a, as a former player and say, you're important to this team. You might, your role might change, but I got to trust me that you're important to this team. And you're watching a a line, which they're calling the fourth line, which, you know, they start every game, they start every period. They're, they're an integral. They're maybe one of the most important pieces to the, the game in its fourth line with alex steen who started off running the power play and and everything is now on on that line with oscar Sundquist, um and barbachev i you know that that are now the most you know uniquely playing outplaying the line that they faced in every series and yet craig has figured a way to to tell their captain or one of their captains that You know, hey, you're you're valuable, but you're just not going to play in the same role regardless of what you've accomplished in this league. So that's what's important about this team. I think they all believe in, in the coach and they all have rallied around not letting them things bother them, putting things behind them and moving forward.
3: It's been a rough few years, Kelly, for the city of St. Louis, and and I love the city, but you lost the football team, and then, of course, you watch it go to the Super Bowl, and even though they lost to, oh, yeah, a team from New England, which if I got to watch another parade, I'm going to throw up, Kelly. I want to be honest with you here, so I'm hoping not, but St. Louis is absolutely, it's a great sports town, but it's a baseball yeah. town. I mean, the Cardinals rule the roost there. But you've got some of the best and most passionate hockey fans in the world in that city. There, how big of the you know, how big is it for the city to have a chance now to go out and win a Stanley Cup for St. Louis?
1: Well, it's, you made a, you make some good points about the Rams and the, and the negative kind of connotations around the city lately. The Ferguson thing, I think the city took a unjustly took a hit that you know many people um, will are, will will debate that was handled as you know poorly by the media as any situation that's ever been in any country and it hurt our city and and you talked about the rams leaving and then you know there's been a lot of stuff like that happened and 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 it seems like they've taken a hit twenty five guys have changed the emotion in the city and made it real positive. So for the city of St. Louis, you can never escape the the elephant in the room and that's the cardinals. but with that being said, you know I mean eleven world Series, I'll do that for you, but with that being said, 're they're, they're great friends of the blues. they not not just the players, but the management, the DeWitt family. um they're they all work together in partnership with with the Cardinals, which you're crazy not to do in our city. And then they understand the passion of the fans and what what it would mean to them and and to a man with the cardinals. they know that of the eleven parades they have, the biggest one, the in the Super Bowl, of course, the the largest you know in the and the most exciting parade they could ever have. Is if after 52 years the St. Louis Blues were able to have a parade down Market um, with the hockey team? So, um, you, you know, you're right about everything you said, and I think it's you really have to be around there. to I mean, it's, it's why we have such a great and, and large alumni in the city of St. Louis is because the fans and their passion for for the for their players and what they and they treat us so well.
3: A former
2: NHLer, a uh, St. Louis Blue, uh, current St. Louis Blue radio analyst uh, Kelly Chase, uh, with us. So, Kelly, we got a couple of minutes here. Um, 11 days off of the Boston Bruins, the longest layoff in the salary cap era. Uh, I think, uh, I think Ottawa might've like been off for eight or nine days when they, when they went to the, to the cup, but 11 days off. Meanwhile, the blues get six days off. What do you prefer is 11 days off? Cause a lot of media types and, you know, handicappers, guys that are picking games and Boston's going to be flat. They're going to be rusty. They're off for too long. And I'm thinking, you know, if I'm a player and I'm as beat up as I am at this time of the year, like every hockey player is, I don't mind a little rest. But is 11 days too long? And talk to me about the six days versus 11 days, or is this just all nonsense that we're talking about now?
1: I think that there's been plenty of teams coming out of breaks uh, in January that have really stepped their game up. But also, it depends. If you're Daniel Chara, you're a guy that's relishing this right now. Yep. Um, so, so, you know, I think it's, it's different for approach for each guy, but also I think, you know, the sharpness will come back to you in a hurry because you're you're in the Stanley cup finals and not played in one, but I I can certainly know the adrenaline of playing in the hot in the playoffs and what it, what, what it means as a player. I mean, as a kid, you grow up and all you ever want to do is just be in that situation. And and when you get the emotions, it's funny because as a player, people ask you, are you nervous if it's overtime? Are you nervous in overtime? And I've I've just never been like that because I think what happens is the only place we're really comfortable is 200 by 85 space. Yeah. That's when you're not
2: nervous. You're nervous in the hotel room before, right?
1: right? (laughs) 100%. And like, because you, because you, because you you know, you you get anxiety leading up to it and it's Like, like, <clears throat> you know that that playground fight that was set up for you the day before, yeah, yeah, and you got to yeah. wait a whole day for it. All of a sudden, you know, it's that anxiety that leads up to it. Well, I think the other kid was
2: more nervous than you were, Kelly, in the play. Well, like, uh, uh, I
1: got to <laughs> tell you, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't miss that either, but I can tell you that I do miss the playoffs. And one of the things that I miss about it is is that ability to you know to go out on the ice and just feel like you're you're in your comfort zone, no matter what the crowds like, what no matter what city you're in or what building you're in, you're playing on a world stage. And the only, But yet you're calm because it's the only thing you want to do your whole life is be out there and be in the middle of it. So I think the rest is great, but I think it's how you handle the emotions once you're on the 200 by 85 that really matters.
2: Listen, we've all got about a middle left here. Ken Danico is a regular with us. He said he loves going on the road in the playoffs and shutting another building up and just, you know, embracing it. I'll throw this to you right now because the basketball world's going crazy. About the Toronto Raptors and Drake, and Drake melted off, and the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm thinking, man, you must have heard some crazy ass stuff over the years, Kelly, and some junior Barnes over the years and stuff. But did you tune the crowd out? Did you hear crowd smack talk? What, what do you think of this? All this, oh, Drake is bothering the players talk.
1: Well, I think it's humorous to start with. I mean, I'm not. Sh- I mean, um, you know, I don't know much about Drake. I know he's a huge fan, and he's a big part of the Raptors as far as uh, their promotional stuff and everything. But I've never seen a singer change a change a ball game. I've never seen a you know a fan change a hockey game. It's great that they're that their their mouths go, but truthfully, you love the fact that they're in you, but you know there's absolutely nothing they can do or would they? are they capable of doing that'll change the outcome. So, you know, aside from just having a chuckle about it, I'm sure he he prides himself in being relevant, but to, to everybody that's playing, he's really not relevant.
2: <laughs> Kelly Chase, prediction, Kelly? I've got the Blues winning. we got about 30 seconds here. Prediction for the final.
1: I, I have the Blues in six.
2: So do I. Let's get it. Plus 450. Thanks. Enjoy the series, Kelly. Thanks for the time, man. Thanks for your time, guys. The Kelly Chase with us. Hockey player is just so cool, huh, Joe? <laughs> like, <laughs> laid back assassin. He's like, wow, well, I wasn't crying like a baby. Well, all right, I was crying. crying. I cried,
5: yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 I wasn't crying. Yeah, I was crying. Thanks to Kelly Chase for joining us, St. Louis Blues Radio Analyst. Nice. I'm Gabe Morensi. Good interview. To, yeah, thank you, Cam. Uh, brought down to Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. And uh, as we stated, yeah, the St. Louis Blues and the Bruins, they start on Monday, Stanley Cup Final. And um, uh, St. Louis is going to win the Stanley Cup. Cam's going to hit his future. I'm yeah. seeing right now that um, somebody bet, uh, Cam, $400 let me get the exact uh, better here so you'll be pulling uh, you'll be pulling uh for this uh, gentleman you only have $18 on it though
4: yeah no no i have uh 25
2: at 18 to 1 oh 25 at 18
4: to 1 yeah, yeah. know what
2: the worst thing is uh, before you tell your story
4: uh, yeah there was a point where uh st louis on will hill and a couple other sites when they were dead last in the league they posted a 300 to 1 to win the stanley cup too bad we didn't get on that gabe
2: yeah, exactly. So it's a St. Louis Blues fan. And I like what I like. Lo- I like that finally this guy. Everyone's always got to be a wise guy and this and that and everything. Because yeah. I bet with my heart. <laughs> Honesty. Yeah. The only reason Scott Barry was in Las Vegas back in January is to operate a booth at a sales conference. <laughs> a casual gambler. He likes blackjack and crap, but hadn't gotten a chance to hit up uh, the tables on his work trip. But before his trip to McCarran International to head home. The St. Louis native made a few uh, fateful future uh, bets on his favorite teams: four hundred dollars to win on the St. Louis Blues to win the Stanley Cup at two hundred and fifty to one. Oh, yes, yes, I love this. One hundred dollars on the St. Louis Cardinals to win the World Series. Oh, I bet with my heart. Um, uh, because I hit my flight, I decided I had been there gambling. I put a, you know, he didn't get to gamble when he was there. He worked. So he goes. Yeah. I didn't get to gamble, so I figured I probably would have lost about $500 gambling. So I decided to pull 500 <laughs> from the ATM and lay it down on these futures. I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. So do I. I, I <laughs> like his style. That's awesome. I would have lost everything. Take hey, this. Yeah, as well. Get yeah. this. It gets even better, Cam. I, I'm really liking this guy. He did some <laughs> shopping, he looked yeah. around at different sports books. And uh, uh, saw there was 150 to one at the Bellagio and saw that he could get it at 250 to one. Uh, where did he bet it? Um, uh, what did to say? Where the hell did he bet it? So it's interesting. And oh, we put it up on prop swap too. So. All right. After looking at a couple of sports books, the Blues are only 151 to the Bellagio. Barry, this is from ESPN, David Perdue. Uh, uh, Barry placed the wager, got on the plane, texted his brother and his father. With the Blues out of the playoff picture, no. So he got 150 to one. Preseason, I knew they had a good squad, but I'm no pro. My brother and father are a little bit more risk averse than I am. They probably thought I was an idiot. Um, He's bought tickets to every home game throughout the playoffs on StubHub. So he's just a casual, like, real fan. <laughs> like a- Through a prop swap, a third-party marketplace, not associated any casinos, Barry received several offers to buy his ticket. He turned down $20,000 before
5: Beautiful. Game 7
2: Dallas Stars. Wow. He now stands to make yeah, so it's 150 to one he got. Uh, so I guess the Bellagio is the best number at 150 to one. Um, so he has a hundred thousand dollars on it uh, right now. Good for him. He even admits that uh, he was nervous as hell during the game. Uh, people were trying to talk to me during the game. I really wasn't responding. I was white as a ghost. After Pat Maroon. A St. Louis native buried the goal. I was in tears. It was I got pretty emotional. Um, Barry doesn't have a price threshold. He's looking to order to sell the ticket. Instead, he's trusting his gut and his fandom.
4: Wow. He's not hedging. Okay, that's. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. He's I, trusting I love...
2: his gut and his fandom.
4: I like my gut <laughs> and my fandom, but I got to put at least fifteen twenty. That way, Gabe, okay. guarantee myself. What do you 80, want? Thousand.
2: He put four hundred. He put four hundred up. Yeah. four hundred dollars i want to guarantee 20 grand Let he the already other turned out lie. 20 before 70. Before game yeah. 70 he already turned down it damn Good he point. received an offer last night for forty thousand. said no again yeah no i'd say no to that he could do it himself this is funny his brother is telling him you got to take the payout he remains undecided he says he might have to sell the ticket so he can afford to go to the game and buy tickets on stubhub <laughs>